Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Welcome, 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 friends, to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. Today, we have a special guest for you who is not only one of our colleagues, but also a very good friend of ours, Mr. TJ Brisboy. Um, I've known TJ for over 10 years now, and I've had the pleasure of watching him grow both as a person and a professional. So the quick highlight reel, TJ is a dad of five children, which is amazing to me. Um, <laughs> I struggle to keep two going, but you know, uh, he is the husband of Christina. Um, he's a philanthropist, always giving back in the community, doing charity work. Um, of course, a realtor. He is wholesaling properties. He is a team lead extraordinaire. Um, so TJ, say hi to our listeners out there in listener land. Well, hello, listener land. And <laughs> nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm super, super excited that you're here because we've been trying to get you on this show for a minute and, you know, busy people understand busy people, but like, I'm really glad that you were able to make it. So, um, I know for making time for us. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I know that Trish just ran down a whole bunch of highlights. Um, you know, but we always like to bring our listeners in and just allow them to have a peek inside of our, our you know, successful friends' lives because success leaves clues. So mm-hmm. um, why don't you just give us a little a little summary of who TJ is and where you came from? Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my notes a little bit. I think uh, it's helpful. Are we on like a video recording as well? Yeah. That's so this thing? is on okay. YouTube, Spotify, Dang. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher, That's I Love shit. Radio. We even on Audible. Dang. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, in the interest of time, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a constant, uh, you know, series of, uh, unfolding events, you know, in my life. Um, and, uh, there's tragedy and comedy, (laughs) like anybody's (laughs) life. Yeah. Right. Um, Life. You know, but yeah, it's been an interesting ride. I grew up in Livonia. Um, I was a poor kid, at least I thought I was. I realized growing up, or having grown up, I should say, what being poor really is. And I was not poor. Mm. I mean, we never had the lights cut off. We never went without food, Yeah. Um, as you can tell, uh, and haven't missed many meals. But um, but as a kid, you know, I, I, I never... Um, I, I never thought we had a lot. And so it was always my dream to escape that. Like, I think a lot of kids that come from that kind of background, they want to do more, be more. And um, so, yeah, um, I, um, I'm i here, uh, five kids, and um, just trying to figure out, you know, how to make the best of things with, with the world. So how do you get into real estate? Like walk us through, like, I, I, I remember you have a mortgage background from I back did. in the day. Like what brought you into the, the epic world of, of wholesale or of uh, mortgages real and real estate? And, yeah. Well, I mean, we've, we talked to a lot of people who are like, so this wasn't my first pick. Like literally like, everybody. This wasn't what I planned on. Yeah. I was going to be a cheerleader. I was going to be a doctor. I was going to be a lawyer. Well, I think we've seen a shift, right? Like, 
when we were kids, like you wanted to be those things, right? But nowadays you ask people and now that there's like selling sunset and all these things, people might actually answer, I want to be a realtor or an yeah. entrepreneur because it's a bigger profession. But none of us ever were like, I aspire to be a real estate agent. Or sell insurance. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to be a mortgage broker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got a I got a job in the mortgage business is how it started. It was like a you know, I was 20-something years old, maybe, I think I was 21, 22, and um, just trying to figure out how to make more money and do less work. Like, that was <laughs> still a the kid, The American you know? dream. Yeah. Right. And I was good at sales, and, um, I mean, I was, I was like, I was trying to figure out, do I keep going to college or not? And I didn't have any kids yet, and so I got a job in the mortgage business, and, um, Went to training in Dallas, and it was like the first time I had been on an airplane since I was a kid. Oh. And it was like, so just from the first week in this job, it was legit because I was doing all these cool things that I hadn't, you know, hadn't. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even old enough to drink yet. Mm-hmm. So I was in Dallas, and there was like older people than me that were there for training too, and they were like partying and carrying on, and I'm like still 20. <laughs> you know, so um, that was interesting, and I loved that work. Yeah. And so I started on the retail side of mortgages. I worked for a company that ultimately became Nation Star. Oh, okay. And um, so that company. And then actually, uh, you know, a friend of mine, um, uh, his cousin was partners with our old colleague uh, in a mortgage company. And so he was like, you should come work here. You know, we're doing this, we're doing that. It, you'll make a lot more money than you're making right now because it's mm-hmm. like wholesale. So I became a broker. And, you know, I started doing loans and making a lot of money and having a lot of fun for a 21-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, but then that was 2007. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, in 2008, I was like, now I'm, I'm managing this mortgage company or what's left of it. And, I mean, it was just brutal in Michigan. Mm-hmm. There was no lending, like, at all. Yeah. You couldn't get a mortgage <laughs> uh, anymore. So that's how, I got in, um, that's how I got into the real estate business originally. Um, but, uh, from there it was actually a pretty cool story because one of my friends said, Hey dude, uh, well, I, I don't know. Is that, that's how I got into it. So that's the earliest, earliest, earliest. Do you remember that just like fl- flagged my memory? Do you remember that website that used to be like the mortgage imploder and every day you'd look to see like, what banks, yeah, yeah, the implodometer, like what ones blew up overnight? And, you know, when you, it's so funny because I mean, I didn't realize till later in life when we were working together, but I knew you when you were an account executive for decision one. Yeah. Cause I used to come and call That's on your so brokerage. so weird. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember coming to that office, but yeah. it was at, you know, Elias Realty. Yeah. Where that office was. Yeah. That's where I worked. It was so intimidating for me because people like I was always I started as more of like a processor, you know, like I'm the loan processor. I push the paperwork. I wasn't a salesy a person. person. Yeah. And then when the subprime implosion happened, they're like, you got to go out and be an account executive or you have no job. And at that point in time, I was a single mom. So you can't have no job. Yeah. So <laughs> here I am, like with no confidence. I have no I didn't actually know like what BIPs were, how to adjust rates or anything like that. Like I did the paperwork. I didn't do the sales portion. So yeah. here I am, like walking in so nervous and like TJ's office especially was huge like there was so many people in there and I'd have to walk around like do you want to give me some business do you want to give me some loans walking up and down the aisles (laughs) all the cubicles yeah and it was terrifying because I really didn't know what I was doing it was like you have to take this job or you have no job and I'm like okay 
totally know how to do this. Here we but go. Yeah, yeah. So that that office, and a lot of people remembered me from Decision One. So I guess I faked it really well. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I, I mean, I, I didn't put it together until years later. But then I remembered, like, oh, yeah. I mean, because I have a weird memory for stuff like that. I remember weird things that, like, I can't remember yesterday. I can't yeah. remember a conversation with my wife from a week ago. But five years ago, I like 10, how he 20? got that on the record. Yeah. <laughs> have to do that. Oh, that's awesome. So so you got into mortgages. You made it through the subprime implosion. Um, and then what made you get your real estate license? Like, I know when I got mine, I we did both back then. We did real estate and mortgages. So it made sense for me to grab it because I can make two commissions on every deal, right? Yeah. Um, but you got yours after the mortgages exploded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, this is, I was hoping I could tell the story because I kind of didn't have quite enough time to do it in the last bit. But yeah. Um, actually a friend of mine, you know, who we all know, I mean, I don't know if I should name the friend, but, uh, you know, he was like, dude, I mean, so like, I felt like this guy was balling. He had a Jaguar, he had a fur coat, you know, he had all the trappings of success, you know, and, uh, and we were friends. And so, um, and he was famous at the time for like making it rain, you know, and doing things that, you know, were just, you know, super excessive, I guess, uh, you know, now that I'm an adult, but at the time, you know, I thought this guy was really rich. And so I really respected him and uh and i knew that he was from a less than fortunate background and Mm -hmm. we became friends and as we became friends he got to know me and he was like dude you should do real estate you know we're we're doing really and at the time i thought the market was still kind of bad i mean it still was kind of bad Mm -hmm. it was 2012 yeah you know and i got my license and uh and I was actually in college. Well, I, I had just got my associate's degree, and I was about to transfer to Wayne State to be a funeral director. Oh, my. Nothing like real estate. A funeral, a funeral director. director. funeral director, yeah. Now, who aspires to be that? Well, that wasn't my first major. My first major was psychology. Then it was social work. Then it was mortuary science. Okay. Yeah, what? so that, that's like another episode. That, right? That's another I need, episode. Yeah. I will pay for your dinner if you tell me that story. It's, cool. it's, it's a cool story. Um and that was actually so, I mean, there, there's so much that I could go to on that stuff. Like I wrote down all of my, I started writing down my goals for the first time ever in 2010. And That's like, early. and really like, you know, I, I, I said, and in, in this year I'm going to have this much money and I'm going to do these things. And that was, that was how I started in personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, but in real estate, I trusted my friend. He, he thought I could do it. He said, you'll make a hundred grand a year guaranteed. If you, if you work just like a job, you work eight hours a day, I guarantee you make a hundred grand a year. And at the time I was making 30. Mm-hmm. And if I would have went to college and graduated with mortuary science, I would have been making like 40, 50. And I knew that for sure because I had a friend who was a mortuary person who graduated, who got me a job. I was working at a funeral home at the time making six bucks an hour and also doing sales for my old company. So that was like what I was doing. And I was like trying to figure it out. I got three kids, a wife, a house, two cars, and I'm like running out of cash. Mm -hmm. And I was burning cash. So I had three grand to my name when I got my license and my bills were three grand a month. So I had a month of bills. I got my real estate license in September of 2012 and I just hit the ground. I mean, I had four accepted offers inside of 30 days. Dang. I closed four deals in the first two months, you know, and um, and then after that, I just kept going. I closed 31 deals. My my first full year in real estate, I closed over 30 deals. Nice. Dang, yeah. Awesome. So, you know, he was right, you know, and so yeah. and, and so I started making 100 grand a year, year two. My, my second full year, I think, is when I, no, that's not true. 
uh, third full year, I made over six figures for the first time. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Cool. And it, I think a lot of it too was um, your mindset, right? Like we always talk about burn the boats, right? Burn like boats. you don't have a choice. Yeah. You don't have a choice. You got kids, you got bills, them bills ain't paying themselves. Like and you got to go, right? Uh, that's awesome. So of course, like the question that would be the next uh, natural question is you're amazing at real estate. You're absolutely crushing it. Um, I know I had a recruiting drip at one time that was like, you want to be like TJ. TJ <laughs> went on 15 yeah. vacations last year. I remember <laughs> like, that, yeah. It was like you on a beach. <laughs> yeah. So you're like tearing it up, you know, making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and then you do this big pivot, right? Like I, I remember so many times us having our um, 411 accountability meetings and talking about our goals and you're like crushing your goals. Um, but you always felt like there was something missing. And now you've made this huge pivot into wholesaling, like talk a little bit about that because that was that was brave right like just to be like all right we're gonna do something else now it was kind of it was kind of similar to it was not totally unlike what i did when i got into real estate my wife at the time i was still married when i got in real estate and we were right on the verge of you know things kind of breaking apart and she thought i was crazy for jumping into real estate and you're listening to tony robbins and you've been going to college you're risking it all and you know wholesaling was so I'd, I'd seen it going on for a couple of years, but I was scared to try it because, you know, I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to, like, do something wrong. And I, I just I, I see a lot of people in real estate skirt the line. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be a line skirter. I didn't want to be somebody who did things in the gray. I wanted to do things black and white, good business, you know, like, let's there's more than enough money. We don't have to do anything shady right. to make money. Yeah. Um, but I, I met this guy, actually, the guy who got me in real estate, got me to go to this talk about wholesaling. Yeah. And um, I brought my brother and, and the three of us went and uh, it was 2018 and um, it was cold. I mean, it was wicked cold. It was like December, but there was a bunch of ice and snow on the ground. We went out to Commerce, middle of winter at night to go to some <laughs> wholesale talk. And I'm like this, but I remember Drink walking in. Oh, I was thinking this better be worth it, or I'm. This is. Why am I do? What am I here for? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, so I go in there, and there's this guy, um, Todd, super awesome guy. I love the guy to death. I mean, he's taught me a lot. And Todd is from the streets. Okay, he's a white dude, but he's from the streets, and he's just like, I didn't even know wholesale was. He's like, I, I mean, I just I came into this, and I mean, he's just he's like kind of ghetto, you yeah, know, like, yeah. I mean, just to be real. And, um, and, and he keeps it real. He's from Brightmore, you know, and just, I mean, Brightmore. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like, dude. So, so this cat just totally like opened my eyes and I asked a few questions. I was one of the ones that was like, like, I'm here to learn. I, I want mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so I asked a lot of questions. TJ's got his notebook. Oh dude, I have my notebook and yeah. And so within like a couple weeks, Andy and my brother and I decided, okay, we're doing this. Well, let's do this together. Let's rock this out. And I had uh, my first wholesale deal under a contract inside of like 30 days. So real back. quick, we keep saying wholesaling. So some of our listeners might not know what it is. So can you give like a short and sweet kind of definition for those of those people that might be listening? They're like, what the hell is wholesale? You get a contract to buy a house instead of closing on it and buying the property yourself, which you could do and you might do. And we do. Mm-hmm. We closed on 22 properties so far this year, maybe 23 uh, as of this week, it'll be 24 properties this year that we closed on and bought. 
And then we had another like 25 that we wholesaled. So instead of closing, we sold our contract to buy that property, marked up a small fee, you know, or in some cases a big fee um, to, you know, make a profit. Instead of buying the property, doing the flip and going through all that, we just sold our contract to somebody else. They step in, they close on our behalf and that's wholesaling. You collect the Delta and that's your wholesale fee. Boom. Yep. So when I actually, you know, you asked me, you know, essentially, how did you, you know, this big pivot? Yeah. Well, it started years ago. It just, it's always an overnight success that was years in the making. Right. Yeah, that was right. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember the three of you guys like sitting down, like yeah. doing all the work. I think I remember. You remember my brother you being went. in the office? Yeah. Yeah. My brother was yeah. in the office. He came there for to 411. <laughs> yeah. He knew Missy, you know? Yep, yep. And, uh, and so that was awesome. And then, you know, so pretty much, I mean, I needed the right jockey. I wrote that down on my notes. Like I didn't have the right one to really go into this thing. And so when I met Joe, my partner, um, you know, he wanted to learn retail. He saw me post something about, I want to train realtors. I'm looking to, you know, bring six people on my team this year. And he interviewed to be on my team. And so we, I taught him everything I knew inside of like two weeks, which was like every day working together, like yeah. eight hours, crazy training that he never would have kept it all in his mind. Right. I don't train like that anymore. You yeah. know, we train a lot differently now than we yeah. used to. Smarter, not harder. Thank you, Kylie. And thank you, Trish. <laughs> yes. You guys both have been a big part of that. Um, and so, yeah, dude, like when I met Joe, he was like instantly, okay, retail's not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and um, and so we decided it was a, for, it was a, it was a, it was a drawn out process, but we formed a company where we decided like, let's do this, you know, like let's really go for this thing. And, um, and we did, you know, so um, the reason we did it was because there's just so much more leverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, instead of making three grand a deal or trying to piece together, showing somebody 30 houses, I mean, I've shown people a hundred houses. Right. I mean, a hundred houses takes a long time. And they don't mm-hmm. buy anything. Right. Yeah. Or they buy something and you make $3,500. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like $3,500 is great. I mean, I, I, I was making $3,500 a month at, when I first got into real estate. I needed that. Mm-hmm. But now I can make $3,500 in like a day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. can make ten grand like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more leveraged. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I knew that you, you know, you and Andy have bought houses, you and your brother, and you have been doing it little by little. But it did feel like, oh, now this is what TJ does. It's an overnight does. thing. It <laughs> <laughs> is so true. That's how everything goes. So so you have a lot of things going on. You have all these different businesses and arms and and because you still do do traditional real estate. Oh, yeah. You got this huge team. Um, how do you keep your business organized? Like what tool? We always like to spit some resources for our yeah. listeners. Like what tools help TJ? Because it's different for everybody. Yeah, there's some key ones that I, I want to look at my thing and uh, just kind of, so, I mean, definitely like we talked about yesterday in our 411, Google calendar is like, I mean, which you turned me on to <laughs> all those years ago in 2013. I will say I used to use a 10X planner like every day, every day. I still and use then, that. That's I like, I like my 10X planner, but like I ran, I ran out of pages and I haven't ordered a new one. Cause I'm like, you don't need that. You just use your Google calendar. It's right here. It's nothing extra to carry around. And it sends you reminders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 10X planner has been crucial for me. I still use it every day. Um, I plan my day out every day the night before, um, which I didn't always used to do. I mean, it's been a continual, there's been a lot of things that have helped me on my journey. But the 10X planner, the Google calendar, those are key. The, alar- the uh, clock app on iPhone, Siri, 
You know, I just, hey, set an alarm for this. Remind me to do that. Send a text to this person. Call that person on speaker. Text, text Christina, my love. I, yeah, my love, Christina. That's how she's in my phone. Text my love, yeah. So um, Evernote, you know, um, the Notes app. I mean, you know, we we use Google Sheets. And, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Kylie. I mean, Google Kylie Sheets taught me awesome. a lot about the G Drive stuff. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I didn't know how to do links, you know. It's you, a powerhouse. Dude. I mean, once you showed you know, me so much. Once you know how to use all of that stuff and link everything together, it's just such a beautiful seamless. It is. And it's free. It's free. I mean, <laughs> God, thank you, Google. Thank you, Sergey, and whoever your partner is. I don't remember his name. <laughs> So, I know Sergey, but I don't. Know the, I don't know the other guy in Google. Yeah, Is it's amazing. Bad? It's amazing. No, I don't know. I don't know the Google people, but I use them all the time. Right. That's all that matters to them. That's too. all I know. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what do you think? And you, like, you have so many clients. Like, obviously, you've you've helped hundreds probably thousands Thousands of families at this point in time so what do you think is the secret sauce to like keeping clients really happy and coming back because you get a lot of repeat business i see it on facebook all the time your your posts and stuff a lot of repeat business yeah we um you know definitely like i wrote down you know under promising i mean you know i'm the king of like i i heard that a long time ago under promise and over deliver and I've just lived my life by that. You know, I set expectations like up front, like, hey, listen, you know, here, here's the deal. You're probably going to be facing this, this and this. But, you know, and, and I kind of give them like the worst case scenario. And some people might think that that's like not a good way to do business, but it's worked well for me. I, I under promise, I over deliver. Um, you know, I make phone calls. We call all of our clients every week. So my admin calls all the clients on Mondays and checks in with texts and phone and hey, you know, what you need, weekend just passed, right? Mm-hmm. And then I call on Thursdays. Hey, you know, here's what's going on. So there's always proactive uh, touches so that they don't have to call us. We're calling them saying, hey, here's what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's almost like we're bugging them. I mean, right, <laughs> right. Like, why are you calling me? But, you know, yeah. But it's so much better because I find, like, if there's that silence, like, people will make stuff up in their Amen. head. Like, yeah. oh, I haven't heard anything. Something must be awful. I bet everything is bad, right? So that's super, super, super smart. I love that. Um, kind of switching back to, like, uh, the wholesaling and things of that nature, I always love when I see your before and afters of your houses. So talk yes. a little bit about project development. Like, how do you take, like, one of these junky, nasty <laughs> houses and you make them so pretty thank you for the compliment you, do. you guys do a great job yeah yeah so, you know I, I am like somebody who never was good at art in school and don't consider myself to be creative and just think i'm like horrible at design and I, you know i dress like crap but i do make houses nice um <laughs> you know i mean i think a lot of it is just doing the same things over and over again not trying to reinvent the wheel i mean there's a certain I like to be creative with houses I, I, and I love design and I really appreciate, you know, those things. I love architecture. That's one of my, you know, passions that I don't necessarily, you know, I, I just love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do the same thing over and over again. We use brush nickel finishes, you know, we always swap out the bronze hardware, you know, we, we never leave anything looking untouched, mm-hmm. right? So it may not be remodeled, but we might refinish it, right? So like we might not do like houses with brand new base moldings and casings, which are, you know, base moldings are those. Yeah. And casings are the things that are are around that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes like just painting it, even if it's wood trim, can look really good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. You know, so like a lot of people, older people especially love that oak wood look. 
But a lot of people like us don't. We mm-hmm. want white and yes. gray. Yes. Right. Yes. So I give the people what they want. I give them white and give gray. Give the people and... what they want. Yeah. <laughs> That's it right there. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Like yeah. mic drop, end of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why TJ is successful. He gives the people what they want. I love it. I love it. All right. So this is, we're going to break here, but you definitely want to come back because TJ is going to go through um, some really exciting tips that are going to help you as far as uh, self-care, business care um just some down and dirty like do these five things i do these six things these things work success leaves clues so come on back and get a listen to those do you know more than 80 percent of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business mystarsacademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. Welcome back, friends. We are so excited to go through some more awesomeness with our friend TJ the Realtor, TJ the Wholesaler, (laughs) TJ the Rockstar. TJ the Father, TJ the Husband. (laughs) All of these hats you wear at one time. Super fun. Um, So you gave us some great tools you utilize in your business, keeping it organized. Um, You know... Because I know you personally, I know that you have gone through a lot of adversity over the years um, in your childhood, in your career in general. Um, And, you know, during all that, when, when you're going through a lot of adversity in your personal life, a lot of times either you throw yourself into work and your personal life just suffers even more and goes to crap, or you let your professional career go to crap, which we see all the time in real estate because you're trying to put out the fires at home. Um, and you've done an amazing job of not letting anything go to crap. So uh, kudos for that first and foremost. And then, you know, maybe just kind of sharing with our audience, like when you're going through really hard times like loss and, and grief and things like that. Um, what do you do for like your self-care and your mental health and just helping you stay in the game all around? Yeah, I um, definitely need to look at my notes for this. Um, let's see, I mean, well, I'm not gonna look at my notes. Uh, the question is basically like, how do you take care of yourself and how do you, you know, be mindful of, you know, I mean, I guess, I always was aware of that, you know, tendency that people have to be addicted to something. Mm -hmm. I was addicted to drugs. You know, I was a, I was an alcoholic. I was, I was those things, but I was managing everything and no one even knew. Mm -hmm. I mean, people that partied with me might've, you know, like I had a couple of friends who were concerned, you know, that, but they partied with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But no one, like my wife didn't know. My kids had no idea. You probably had no idea when I told you, Hey, listen, I got this problem. Right. You were probably like, what? <laughs> right. You're at work every day. Right. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like you're crushing it. I made mm-hmm. more money than I ever made in my life the year that my drug addiction was the worst. I don't so how did I do it? I mean, 
you know, like, how do I do it now? I guess, I mean, I, I, I want to live a well-balanced life. I don't want any one thing in my life to be um, out of control. I want to be very, you know, I listened to Grant this morning. He said, you know, I want to be in control. And I never realized how much of a control freak I actually am. I'm a huge control freak. Um, and now I'm trying to, you know, one of the ways that I, I do what you asked is, you know, I realized that, you know, I'm not in control. There's somebody else that is. Mm-hmm. And I can let a lot of things go. I don't need to chase down every person that makes me angry. And, you know, I mean, it just d- doesn't matter. Life is short. Yeah. I mean, that's Amen. one thing I keep in mind. Like, I mean, there's just so few things that really deserve our attention. Mm-hmm. And Steve Jobs, you know, this morning I wrote my 10X planner. I thought about bringing my 10X planner in. I wish I would have because I want to botch the, the quote. But he said... um, you know, something along the lines of like the last 33 years, I look in the mirror every day and I ask myself, am I going to do today? Like, am, do I want to do what I'm doing today? And if the answer is no for too many days in a row, I know I got to change something. Oh, right. And I mean, good. he was very big on doing things that he loved yeah. and only doing things that he loved. Mm-hmm. And and John Travolta, probably I think you were at GrowthCon mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, when he talked about integrity, like that stayed with me, dude. He's like, if you're doing things that you don't want to do, you are just chipping away at your integrity. You have none. If all you do is things that you don't want to do every day, Mm -hmm. like that's a recipe for disaster. And so I just always want to make sure I'm doing things that I want to do, taking on clients I want to take. You don't want to work with me? Great. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold you. I mean, it's not like that. So I don't know. Does that at all answer the question? <laughs> what was the question? Well, yeah. I mean, you said you, you're you're and you're intentionally living is what I get out of that. Yeah. Like you're very intentional about the way you live and purposeful about how you spend your time. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a therapist. I mean, you know, like I I just looked at my notes and I saw. I mean, I have daily. I have habits. I today I have habits that you know I, a younger version of me would have really envied. Yeah. I pray every day, read the Bible every day, write my goals down every day. I exercise five days a week. I mean, like, and I wasn't always that way, but now I am. Yeah. I wake up at 5 a.m., you know, and even if it was, you know, this morning I woke up at 3.30, you know, and I just, I I sprung out of bed. I I, I was really happy to have the extra time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. I mean, I just, fortunately, thank you, God. Like, I'm just really in a, I'm, I'm crushing life. It's not perfect. Yeah. You know, I wrote down in my notes too. When I when I when I wrote down my notes, I think I had like four hundred dollars in my bank account. That's pretty insane. Yeah. You know, to think about. But at the same and, and right now, today I, I don't have four hundred dollars, thank God. Um, but I didn't write these that long ago. Right. Right. I, I mean, so I, I I'm in a place where I'm not the wealthiest I've ever been in terms of money. Mm-hmm. But I wealth is health. Yes. I mean, it's not just money. Yeah. And I got a ton of wealth today. That's so, amazing. Mm, I love that. I got mental now. health. I mean, I have a lot. And I could lose it all. I mean, tomorrow. And, and I would be okay. I mean, I would be okay. I'm moving into a smaller house. You know, I'm moving into a small condo, four bedrooms, but a small condo with no garage in Westland. That's my life right now. That's my reality. But, but I'm doing it because I see some things happening, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut salaries. I want to grow my team. Right. I'm hiring people right now, but I'm taking, you know, myself down a notch so that I can afford to go forward in my businesses. 
That's amazing because really amazing sacrifice because a lot of people wouldn't make that choice. Well, and I don't think that TJ, say TJ eight eight years ago, would have made that choice. You've changed a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And that's that's huge when when you're doing like you have a leader mindset when you're willing to cut back for yourself. Like you and Andy used to joke with me all the time because I'd be like, I haven't given myself a raise in five years, not one dollar. And you guys were like, well, then you're doing it wrong. But now you now look at Trisha. She was not doing it wrong. Yeah. Now you get it, though. Right. Like now you're like, oh, that's what a leader does. A leader is willing to put themselves aside and their needs and their wants to make to grow that that culture and that big picture. Um, and let's talk about that because you won the award for being a team builder and recruiting the most agents to elite into your team. Um, and a lot of people are talking about the real estate market being crap right now. So how when everybody's talking about how bad this market is and how bad this industry is, are you continuing to grow? excited successful realtors and they are excited and successful yeah absolutely i see you're dn uh, i always because dina and dn i want to i want to i want to merge the two um, but both of them i i've been are seeing them it. yeah on facebook every day like dn yesterday i think i seen two or three posts from her offers accepted and, and we stuff. have 14 pendings right now it's in december it's christmas right <laughs> yeah like nothing is happening Thank right you God. but yeah. the thing is what i noticed about you and your team is you guys have a process and you have set standards with your team yeah and it's a non-negotiable. It is. And that's why you guys are successful is because, number one, you are consistent. And number two, you are consistent. Amen. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the recognition. You know, it feels good to hear that because in business, you know, and I know you suffer from this. And if you're not, you will. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, you're constantly looking at what you haven't done, what you didn't do, how you didn't succeed, where you needed to do better. And like... You know, uh, yesterday in 411, I said, you know, I wanted to look at my quarterly numbers and see how I wanted that to be different in 2023. Mm-hmm. Not more, yeah, not less, no, but different. You know, mm-hmm. how do I want that to change is what I actually said. Mm-hmm. You know, and because, I mean, we're just so critical of ourselves. So to hear, you know, that, it means a lot. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. So Both how do you continue growing that team? How, how are you bringing people on when everybody's like, oh, this is, you don't want to be in real estate right now? Well, the truth is that, I mean, it, it's always what you make of it. It's always what you believe it is. Like truth, you know, Jesus said, you know, what is truth, right? And I love that. It sticks with me, like gives me chills. I mean, I mean, you, you know, you guys are both God people. Um, but, you know, what is truth, right? Like, it's what you believe it to be. Like, if you believe that you're tired, then you're going to be tired. Right. You know, if you if you say, you know, I'm this or I'm that, well, guess what? That's what it is. Are. Yeah. You so know. what does TJ believe about the market today? Mm. Well, I believe that, you know, the market's going to change. You know, it's changing. It's, uh, it's never in stasis. No. It's always getting better or worse. It never stays. So... Anybody who, you know, doesn't already know that, I mean, that's number one. Um, It's always going to change. But, I mean, you have to be the rock. I mean, are you the stream or the rock? Or, you know, like, are you wood, you know, that just gets carried down the stream? You know, or are you going to be, you know, the stream? Like, I mean, there's just different ways to look at it. I mean, for me, I'm always going to create my own reality. I'm going to create my own version of what's true because that's what's true. Mm-hmm. And so if I say, you know, that I'm going to do X or if I say I want to try and do Y or, 
I don't know. I mean, so with, with realtors and people, fortunately, a lot of people will come to me needing to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. You know, they're looking to escape the nine to five. Yeah. They want a different life. You know, I, I've, I had a woman who worked at Nordstrom. You know, she was working four tens plus the drive time driving to Ann Arbor every day. And she was making 30 grand a year and selling shoes. And, you know, she really was dissatisfied with life and with work and just in general felt like she was going nowhere. Yeah. And now she's got a paid off house. She's got, you know, a brand new vehicle. She made 80 grand last year. And, you know, she works maybe, you know, 40 hours a month right now. That's fantastic. It is. I mean, and that's not everybody's reality that's in the business or that's in business with me. But that was her reality, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so you're giving people, you're really giving people hope. Yeah. Like. Again, you may not be able to come into business and make six figures your first year. You might not. You might. You certainly could. Mm-hmm. Will yeah. you? I think that's the thing, though. I think that's the beautiful thing about reality or about real estate is going back to what you said is like it's literally what you make it. Yeah. If you if you work it as a second job, it's going to be a second job. Yeah. If you put, you know, if you put your 60, 70 hours a weekend that you were putting in over at the auto manufacturer because yeah. they're on critical status, you know, you're making way more. Seriously. Yeah. You know, it's all about that you get in what you, you get out what you put in. Yeah. And, and it might be, you know, like there was a person that we worked with in the office, you know, a while back who, you know, we all wanted to see succeed, you know, and I don't know what he's up to today, but I, but I do know that, you know, there's a, there's a point where you just got to hang it up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's either, if you're not, you know, if you're months and months into this and it's still not working for you and you're giving it an honest day's effort, if you can lay your head down at night and say, you know, I did all I could do today to make this happen. What more can you ask for? Yeah. And if that's still not working for you after months, then maybe it's time to hang it up. Yeah. Try something else. And I think though, a lot of times, like, like you said, what is truth? People really have to look at that because a lot of realtors that um, we get in, right? We train them. We put them through all of the same. Every, we have processes, right? You have yeah. processes on your team. Yep. We have processes at Elite Realty. Like, here's the process. If you follow this process and you're honest with yourself about the time you put in, you will 100% be successful, guaranteed. Yeah. Pretty much guaranteed. It's but like when I, plan. yeah, when I sit down with someone and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to a new brokerage because X, Y, Z. And I'm like, how many hours have you actually sat at a desk here in Elite Realty and worked. How many hours? And like when they look at it, it'll be like seven hours in a month. And I'm like, so what job do you work seven hours and, and make six figures? Yeah, and that's what it yeah. always is. They're not being honest with themselves about the actual time and work they're putting in. Like, yeah, you came into the office, but you came in the office and you talked to TJ and you talked to Kylie and you talked to Deanne and you talked to Missy and you talked to Kim and you sat at the front desk and ate cookies. Like, you didn't do actual work. And I'm you know? guilty, you know, on that note, like I sometimes think – and people it's my here, because I'll get you in the corner. And I'm oh, like, you're let's, fine. Let's connect. And he's like, I am busy. Though. Kylie helps me to come out of my shell a bit because mm-hmm. I come in the office with a singular focus. Yeah, I'm going here to do work. I'm not coming to socialize. I'm not coming to hang out with you. I'm not going to lunch with you because you're not going to be paying my paycheck. Right. You know, you're not going to be buying a house for me. You're not doing any deals with me. It's Uncle G right there. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is. You know, so. Like, I just have a singular focus, and when I go to work, it's to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm not there to socialize. And, I mean, although I I wish I did socialize more, you know, maybe I'm a little shy when it comes to stuff like that. But, you know, which might sound, you know, that's a whole other episode maybe. (laughs) But, um, you know, I just really – I'm there to work. Yeah. And if you're not there to work, you have no business being there. Right. 
But that's why you're successful, right? Like, because you go and you work. Like, you're doing the job. Like, I hear you through the wall on the phone, right? You're making the phone calls. You're making the phone calls. I hear hear the two of you through the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. And we're right, out, we're right on the either side from each other. You know? TJ and I talk a lot of crap about you when you're not listening. It's just like, dang, she is loud. Did you hear she her getting loud, after that boy. person today? I am yeah. so loud. Especially when you get heated and you are really into your business. <laughs> it is. It's it's aggressive. Um, or recruiting calls because I get excited about talking oh, yeah, about our dude, business. Yeah, you yeah. do. You get, and I'm like, let me tell you how amazing it Seriously. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, um, real quick, what do you think is the best thing about real estate and the worst thing about real estate? How quick? I mean, are we doing good on time as far as how we're, you know, is it is you got everything 13 minutes? Is everything flowing how you want it to flow? <laughs> yes. Is it, is yeah. It, you know? We're we're unpacking lots of greatness here okay. for sure. Just making sure. I mean, so the best part about real estate is the versatility. There's like I say it all the time, there's so many ways to make money in real estate. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to sell high end real estate, there's a way to do that. You want to sell shitholes, like I, I sell a lot of shitholes. You know, I, I said no to a lot of business for years. I just said no, no, no. I was being singular minded, you know, and just trying to focus on what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, but there's money in that stuff. Like, you know, I charge 4,500, whether it's a $13,000 house, you know, or I mean, we, we charge 6% if it's over a, a hundred grand, mm-hmm. right? We'll, we'll go six or seven. You know, we always go in with 7%. Mm-hmm. You know, we can always talk ourselves down, but it's hard to talk yourself up. So on our contract, 7% defaults, you know, that's one of the reasons I have my docs, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the, the, the bottom line is that uh, real estate is just so versatile. I mean, yeah. you can make money in so many ways. Right, right. The worst thing is, you know, probably like similar it's there's so many things to do like darren hardy says you're like a mosquito in a nudist colony it's like <laughs> what should i do who, who should i infect you know i yeah. can go anywhere and eat yeah so where do you go a lot of people do nothing mm-hmm. they get paralyzed yeah yeah Super or, or they work seven hours a month or mm-hmm. you know they they forget that you have to treat this like a job if yeah. you wake up at nine o'clock and you roll into the office about noon and you serve Facebook for a while and you talk to Kim and, you know, you, you make some coffee and you drink the coffee and then you go to lunch with a friend and you do one hour of actual meaningful work. You're not going to make any money. Right. So that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Or I see what else I see a lot, too, and you probably do, too, with the teams is like you're a jack all trades master and none. Right. Like, OK, today I'm going to make prospecting calls and then never again. Oh, well, that didn't work. OK, now I'm going to do mailers and then never again. Well, that didn't work. OK, now I'm going to, you know, do consulting. Oh, well, that didn't work. Now I'm going to do. And so you never catch any traction by yeah. just I'm doing traditional real estate or I'm doing wholesaling or I'm doing short sale or whatever the thing is. Like pick a thing, pick a lane and and like drive that lane for a long time because it it takes time. time. It does. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the other problem too is people come into this and, you know, we're we're such an instant gratification, you know, society, you know. And like we said, if you're not if you're not putting the work in, like people people come and they're like, all right, I'm going to do, you know, three 12 hour days. And then they made, you know, 500 phone calls and they talked to two people and then they're defeated. And then they're like, and I quit and I'm done. 
Yeah, one of our new agents the other day, he was like, I haven't got to do stars yet because we're doing it next month. And he's like, what, what can I, I was like, you can get a list from Kim. He's like, well, I got a list. I only got two people. I'm like, okay, call them all again. <laughs> and then email them all and then text them and then call them all again because it takes eight to 10 touches to get someone to answer the phone, right? Yeah, like, it does, yeah. That's five, it. Five to 12 uh, is 80% of your sales. Yeah, right Just there. heard it this morning you know, from <laughs> Uncle D. <laughs> I need to get my card on you bag. It's oh, like, dude, I am I like so happy. On car. I'll give you my login if you want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's so good. I mean, there's gold. I've, I've I've watched the majority of that material many times. But then you watch it again because you you pick it back up, Always. right? Like it's so good. It's really good. Okay, if you could give TJ year one advice, what would it be? Like go back in time and you see him and you're like, this. Well, I would say, I mean, there's so many things, but one thing that stuck out to me um, is like, you know, if I would have joined a team for a little while and just kind of seen like one of the really big teams to really see how they did things, real estate, you know, again, I think one reason so many people fail is like they come into it and it's like, dude, if you can't sell, like you, you already are, you don't have to be able to sell to do real estate, first of all. But if you can't sell, you need to learn how to sell. Mm -hmm. If you don't know real estate, then you're going to need to learn real estate. So, but, um, but I, I didn't just, I mean, I, I started a, a team early in terms of business, I think. Like I had people working with me year, year one. Mm -hmm. And if I would have worked for somebody else for a while, like one thing about being in the workforce is you learn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I worked at McDonald's. I learned things. I worked at Target. I learned things. I worked at Taco Bell. I learned things mm -hmm. doing my paper route when I was 12 that stick with me today. Yeah. And if you don't work for somebody else in someone else's ecosystem and you just do it all on your own, it can be challenging because you yeah. don't know whether you're doing it right or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just trying to figure it out. And I never wanted to figure it out. I'm fine to copy, steal, repeat, <laughs> you know, like right. I'm fine with Success that. Success leaves clues. It does. Yeah. It does. And I will say like, I, I, same, same thing, TJ. And one of the things I always think of is like when we go back to when we did the closers program where we all worked together. I love that. I learned so much from you during that. Aww. And what, so much, so much. Like I had never done a buyer's console before that. And I've been in this business almost 20 years and it's like, you can still learn. Like oh, if yeah. you can be big enough to set your ego aside, which was really hard when it was me, TJ and Andy together. <laughs> <laughs> you got three huge egos. The largest egos on the planet, all in one room saying, I'm right, no, I'm right, no, I'm right. Oh but we gosh. did a great job because what we did was we got organized and we and we were like this, this, and this. And I think we all learned and grew so much from that. Like I know I did. So when we looked back and we were like, well, our salespeople maybe didn't get to the level that we wanted them to, but at the same time, like we grew yeah. together, like yeah. in such amazing ways. So it's like mentorship is so important, but just like learning in general. Like I've I've taken that from you so much. Um, and then uh, oh, there was something else I want to say about it, but I don't remember. Anyways, all right. So what do you? So this is what I like to ask. Like, what do you think you're really great at, and what do you wish you were better at? I'm not gonna look at my notes. How about that? I'll just answer the question. I mean, you know, one thing I'm probably pretty great at is. <laughs> I have such a hard time answering this too. I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I have, I have skills. I have, you know, coming here today, I was telling somebody, I think I was telling Joe, I was like, man, I just hope I can, you know, deliver like the information concisely enough so that it makes sense. But like you, you doubt yourself. It's like, well, yeah. what do I really have to give? I mean, who am I? Right. Like, mm -hmm. but I've had a lot of success and I've done a lot of things. I mean, 
I've sold 600 homes. 600 that's homes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's pretty cool to be able to like, okay, you know I mean? He's got something to contribute. Mm-hmm. I flipped, you know, dozens of houses. We bought 22 homes this year. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, like the year one or year one advice was a different question. Um, this one was, what am I great at? I can definitely sell. Yeah. I can definitely empathize with people. You know, yesterday with my buddy, you know, I mentioned that his dad passed away right in front of me. You know, I was there to kind of lend some moral support, you know, to my friend while his dad was in the hospital. They just taken him off life support. And I mean, you know, I was able to be there for him and his mom, you know, in a way. I mean, it was just the three of us. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty intimate thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he will never forget that. I mean... Mm-hmm. And it's like if, to be able to empathize with people, that's one reason why I wanted to be in mortuary science because I knew that it would be a hard job, yeah. but I could do it. And I could relate to people at that time of need and help them through that, you know, because there's just something about it for me. Like I can I can move on. I, I can move past. I can move through. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I do really well, I think, is empathy and I can sell. Yeah. I I think that's one of the things I took from you too, was just specifically asking for the sale. And I yes. think that's something so many realtors don't do. And I know like when I take agents out during stars training and we do like in the house, like the showing training and a lot of agents will go, I'll go, well, they said they could see their couch here and their, their love seat here. And you didn't say, okay, so what are we going to offer? What are we going to write this up as? And I'm yeah. like, you didn't ask for the sale. And they're like, Oh, I've never done that before. Closing question. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's why you're not buying. But I hear, I always heard you, TJ, on the phone in the morning, like, I need a referral. Who do you know? All right. I need to, I need to sell a house. Who do you, like, you just straight up ask for what you want. Yeah. And so you get it. Yeah. Right? Often. Very often you do. <laughs> um. So if somebody wants to join your team, how do they find you? Give, give our listeners, you know, you got some new realtors out there listening to this or maybe some very uh, seasoned ones. And they're like, I like TJ's vibe. I want to learn how to wholesale. I want to be successful like TJ. Yeah. How do they find you? Well, um, you know, I'm pretty easy to find. If you, I noticed a while back, if you Google my name, like there was actually at one time, there was a, a, a picture of me at Mardi Gras, right? <laughs> With these huge beads around my neck. It was from my MySpace page. Oh, and I was 300 face. pounds. And that was just the most ridiculous photo that, you know, that could have been posted of someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you Google me, I mean, you're going to find more than you care to know. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I have all the things, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, I mean, obviously my phone number is public. You just, unfortunately, you just Google it and it'll come right up. So, <laughs> but I mean, you know, yeah, I think that's, you know, just, you know, hit Google and. Hey, Google, Google, uh, Google TJ Abrams boy. If I find me on Facebook or send me a, a, a message or, you know, if you're a realtor, then you can just find me in real comp. Yeah. And you can check out, you can fact check everything I just said. You know, if you're a realtor, we can do those things. Right. <laughs> but you know what? And I love that you added that because I was listening to the podcast that just um, came out uh, last week and I was talking about how there's, there was this realtor um, that we used to work with and I thought he was doing so amazing. But then when I looked up his stuff on RealCom, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have Two, two listings and like four agents. And I was like, here I am. Like, I don't like to compare myself because what I find is I'm comparing my real self to like their Instagram reel, which is not a thing. No. And then when you actually look them up, you're like, 
Yeah, no, none of that's true. Yeah. <laughs> none of that's true. Oh, no. Oh, well, this has been so awesome, TJ. Thank you for sharing all of these great tips and resources. Um, and so just like one one last thing for them to take away. If you could tell anybody, um, whether they're in real estate or in the world or whatever, um, what are three action steps that, that someone could put into process today that would make their business and or life better? Mm, I can do three. Um, one for sure is to write it down. I mean, you gotta just, it's not real if it's not written. So if you have a goal, a dream, I mean, I made my first bucket list, you know, 10 years ago, pretty much. I mean, I, I started writing stuff down when I was a young 20 something and it's all starting to come true. And, and I would also say, you know, like, don't be afraid to what you think it's, if you think it's going to take 10 years, cut it and cut it in half. You know, you can do a lot more with a lot less time if you don't give your, you know, there's the the principle that if you give yourself a year, it'll take a year. If you mm-hmm. give yourself a month, you could probably surprise yourself how much you can get done. Yeah. Um, you know, so you got to write it down, um, cut, you know, c- cut the time down. And um, a third thing I would say is, um, man, like, realize it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's these overnight successes nothing's overnight. I mean, it takes years in business to be profitable. And so, um, I mean, just give it some time. Give it some time. Yeah. Even people who win the lottery usually have been buying tickets for decades. Decades. Right. You know, Andy Frisella said, you know, like what business do you, you you think you're going to start a business and year one, you're going to be profitable? No, you're going to be two, three, four, five, ten 10 years in business before you're making any real money. Yeah. And, you know, that certainly has been true for me. I mean, I, I made money early on, but it was like not real. Mm-hmm. I should have been reinvesting and, you know, paying the IRS and, <laughs> you know, doing different things, you know, uh, to, to, be, to be more successful today than I am. And, and you know, I've had those, those shortfalls in my life that I talked about early on that they held me back for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's another thing is if you're on drugs or you're drinking, I mean, you just got to deal with that first. You got to deal with you. You got to get right, you know, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically, you know. And so that's like number one. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming today and sharing all of that with us. Everybody listening, make sure you share the show with a friend, subscribe, and um, leave us a comment. Leave us a love note. Leave us five stars because you know you you know you want to. Um I'm super on fire now. Like I had this notebook that I was planning on putting a binder because Bevan and I agreed we were going to do a binder. So I am motivated to go get that binder done and Love finish that. finish my manuscript and clean my whole house and overhaul my whole life. So thank you for all that fire today. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Any last words, TJ, that we didn't touch on or things you wanted to unpack before we uh, tell everybody bye-bye? I think we're good. I mean, I think it was a really cool opportunity for me to spill my guts a little bit. And I just hope that, you know, the stuff was helpful for people. And uh, and I, I know I got juiced up here in it. So yeah. I, I think it's probably pretty good stuff. It's good stuff. All, All right, right, guys. Well, we'll see you next Thursday with a fresh episode of Elite Life. Amen. Bye. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.